Hi, this is Carolyn, and this is the fourth and final episode in the All Things New series we've been doing in January 2024. Now, as I explained last time, here on the Mental Health and Faith, a closer look podcast and YouTube show, we really focus on topics that have to do with mental health and wellness, living a productive life, even when struggling with those kinds of issues. But uh, sometimes it's okay to depart a little bit from the main topic because I believe in holistic health. In other words, our mental, physical, emotional, relational health, all of those things, spiritual health, all of those things work together. And in this series, we've been doing more Bible study because as we grow in our spiritual health, I believe that strengthens us in the other areas of life as well. So if you have not listened to the other three episodes, I really encourage you to do that because we have a lot of amazing new things that take place in our lives when we put our trust in Jesus Christ. First, we have new life. We become a new creation. We live under a new covenant. And today we're going to hear about the new heaven and the new earth that we can look forward to in the future. Hi, this is Carolyn Cooper, and welcome to the Mental Health and Faith, a closer look podcast and YouTube show. Here we discuss topics around mental health and wellness, mental illness, recovery, and faith, all from a Christian perspective. There will be lots of information on this episode in the show notes. And for more information on me and my ministry in God's Corner, check out my website. That's www.ingodscorner.org. Now, if you have any topic ideas, or if you'd like to be interviewed for this program, just send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Now sit back and enjoy the show. So today's lesson is on the new heaven and new earth. There are three passages in scripture that use that exact phrase, just three in the entire Bible that have new heaven and new earth. That phrase or a similar phrase to that. And the first one of those that we're gonna look at is in the book of Isaiah. Back in the Old Testament, Isaiah was a prophet that was telling the people, hey, shape up because God is going to ship you out if you don't. And that's exactly what happened. He was warning the people that because of their disobedience to God, they were going to be taken captive. They were going to be enslaved in other lands away from the promised land that God had given them. That is exactly what happened. But in Isaiah's book, and really towards the very end, this is in the next to the last chapter of Isaiah, he is telling the people about a future where God will restore the people. He will redeem them. He will bring them back to their land. He will forgive them. But they are going to have to seek him. They are going to have to seek him. And when they do... They are going to be restored. That was a promise. And in Isaiah 65, verses 17 through 19, 
Isaiah starts to tell them, God starts to tell them through Isaiah about the future plan for his creation. So this is Isaiah 65, 17 through 19 from the New American Standard. It says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing and her people for gladness. I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. And there will no longer be heard in her the voice of weeping and the sound of crying. So you can imagine that for people who were warned that they were going to be taken away from Jerusalem, their holy city, taken away from their holy city, from the land God had promised to them, and taken away as slaves, to hear that in the future, God was going to create a new heaven and new earth. New things were going to happen, a new, a new Jerusalem. There would not be any more weeping or crying. That must have sounded pretty good to them, right? Well, it sounds good to me. And we know that God's promise was for the far future. With everything that's going on in the world today, I think it's pretty obvious that the Jewish people do not really have a new Jerusalem with no weeping or crying. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. We know that this prophecy is for even a future time. In fact, we also know that because God gives pretty much the same promise. He restates, I should say, he restates this promise in the book of Revelation, the very last book in the Bible, when John, who was one of the apostles, he had lived a very long life, and for a lot of the end of his life, he was banished to an island called Patmos. And in the Mediterranean, And John, while he was there, was given a vision. Sometimes it's called the vision of St. John or the revelation of John. And in the book of Revelation, John tells the vision that he was given where he saw Jesus. Jesus gave him a message and John records what he actually saw in this vision. And we're going to see how this changes a little bit from Isaiah's prophecy. Remember in Revelation, this was when after Jesus had come, he died, he suffered, he gave himself on the cross for us. And then three days after he was put in that tomb, he rose again, he is alive, we know he's alive, he is in heaven, he's waiting for the time to come back. And that's the setting of Revelation. Revelation 21 verse 1 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And that's, John is reporting what he saw. Thinking back to Isaiah, Isaiah 65, verse 17, God is telling the people through Isaiah 
For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. And the former things are gone. In Revelation, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So John is seeing into heaven, into the future, where the new heaven and the new earth have been created. And when the first heaven and earth will be passed away, as Isaiah says, the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. So going on in the Revelation passage, this is chapter 21, verses 2 and 3. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. Such a beautiful image for Isaiah and what he was sharing with the people. God said, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing and her people for gladness. And in Revelation, again, John is saying, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. And when that New Jerusalem is coming down, made ready as a bride for adorn, adorned for her husband, doesn't that make you glad? Doesn't that make people rejoice to see that happening? Isaiah is talking about the rejoicing and the gladness and that God would be rejoicing in his people. That Isaiah 65, 19 says, I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. And Revelation 21, verse 3 says, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. It's amazing how this promise is going to be fulfilled. Isaiah talked about it. God shared the vision of the new heaven and the new earth that Isaiah proclaimed to the people. John saw a vision of it actually happening, actually being in place. He saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down. So I'm going to go on now to uh, verse 4 in chapter 21. So I'm going to go on now to Revelation 21, verse 4, and it says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. So here John is observing and seeing how God is going to wipe away all tears and sadness and mourning and death, all of those things. Again, seeing something that Isaiah prophesied about. Isaiah 65 verse 19 had said in the second part, And there will no longer be heard in her, in Jerusalem that is, the voice of weeping and the sound of crying. So God is prophesying through Isaiah that there's going to be this place. He's going to create this place, a new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem. He will create this place 
for his people, where they will be rejoicing and glad, and there will no longer be any weeping or crying. Isaiah prophesied these things, sharing God's word. And John, in Revelation 21, sees the fulfillment of that prophecy. John says he saw the new heaven and new earth. He saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down, made ready for her husband as a bride. John said he heard the voice from the throne saying God was going to be among his people. And John saw God wiping away every tear. John saw this place where there will not be any mourning or crying or death or pain. It's amazing, a wonderful, beautiful place. Now to finish up the Revelation passage, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, the rest of that little stretch. This is Revelation 21 verses 5 through 7. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Okay, that is the inspiration for this whole series, is that verse right there. So I'm going to start there again. This is Revelation 21, 5 through 7. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, to John, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Wow. A new heaven and a new earth where God will be dwelling with us. We will be his children. And if you believe in Jesus, you are his child now. But can you imagine being in our Father's presence in a new heaven and a new earth? It's amazing. So those are the first two passages that talk about the new heaven and the new earth. Isaiah, the Isaiah passage, where God himself is giving this prophecy for Isaiah to share with the people, a little glimmer of hope that in the midst of the uh, punishment and judgment for their disobedience, they could look forward to this day when God would create a new heaven and new earth. And the Revelation passage, where John is recording what he saw in this vision, he saw the vision of the new heavens and the new earth, a place where God dwells with his people, where there's no crying or mourning or pain or death. Those are the first two passages. The third passage that talks about the new heaven and new earth is in the book of 2 Peter. Peter, of course, one of Jesus' very faithful apostles, uh, was sharing in this letter about when Jesus would return. And so that's the context of this passage. This is 2 Peter 3, 8 through 13. And this is talking about what things will be like when Jesus returns. 
But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So what Peter is saying in this passage is while we're waiting for Christ to return, while we're waiting, God wants us to live a holy life a righteous life, to be patient. As in verse 9, Peter says that God is not being slow about fulfilling this promise. This prophecy from Isaiah that John saw and recorded in Revelation, that promise, that was 2,000 years ago, right? We've been waiting a while now. But Peter is assuring people, the people that God is not slow. He is patient. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He does not want anyone to be separated from him. So while we are waiting for his return, let's go tell people about him. Let's go tell people about Jesus so that they also can come to know him and how amazing he is. So they can know that there will be a day when this earth does pass away. But the God promises a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells, where God is with us, where there's no pain or death or tears or mourning, but all there will be is joy. I love this promise. I love looking forward to that day, and I hope you do too. So what I encourage you to do is, as I said, if you have not listened to the this series, I invite you to do that because it really does kind of build one from the next on our new life, becoming a new creation, living under the new covenant, and looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth. It's a beautiful promise, and it's a promise that we will see fulfilled. And we want to be on the side that is living in God's presence. It's a beautiful promise. And I'm excited for this promise to come true someday. But I can wait because I want you to be there with me. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, you are so amazing. Your your word is amazing. It is Incredible that you gave words to Isaiah in a time 
when your people knew they were getting ready to suffer judgment because of disobedience, that you gave them that glimmer of hope. And Lord, it's incredible that so many centuries later, John is seeing the fulfillment of that promise while he's banished on an island, recording your vision, the vision you gave him in the book of Revelation. And for us today, Lord God, we can look back at that prophecy and that vision. We can read the words of Peter to remind us that this day is going to come. But we can wait. And Lord, I ask for anyone out there who is not sure if this is real or not, or a fable or just a good story or just something to believe in. Lord, I ask that you touch their hearts. Help them know that you are real. Your promises are real. Your son is real. And Lord God, we can have the most amazing, glorious future with you all through the work of your son. Thank you, Lord God, for your promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being here today. And next Um, In just a few days, actually, I'm going to be posting my next podcast that will be an interview. And we're getting back to the mental health topics. So you will definitely want to join me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget, there's even more information in the show notes. You'll want to check those out. Now, please join the conversation on mental health and faith. Leave your comments or send me an email with your thoughts questions or suggestions. I really look forward to hearing from you. May God bless your journey.